Hello, everybody out in the garden. Hello. Oh, my gosh. I had just prayed that the Lord would bring millions and millions, if not billions of you out here. Yes, I see you out. Yes, we're out in the fields of the Garden of Eden here on planet Earth. And this is Pastor Deborah, your teacher for this lesson of a basic and ancient heart. We have been working through Lucifer, the basic ancient heart that became Satan, the adversary of God. He went from a beauty to a beast and to even becoming your adversary. Yes, all of you billions and billions of people. Yes. Uh, yes. You want to know if there's any popcorn and drink? Yes. Yeah, if you need something, you raise your hand, and an usher, could be an animal, could be a plant, will come and take your order and bring it delivery to you. Yeah, you don't have to get up. You don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. You mean we won't get hungry? There'll always Yes, there will be food and drink for you, yes. Now, it's not the normal kind of food and drink that your physical body is used to. This is spiritual food and drink. Yeah. And where are the restrooms? You won't have to go to any restrooms. That's only what the physical body does. And it is a way of getting rid of the effects of digestion. Yeah. And getting it all out and cleansing your system. That's sort of done here in the garden in another way. How? When there's something in your spirit, you, that needs to be cleansed out of you, you just say, Heavenly Father, could you cleanse me of whatever needs to be cleansed out of me? Yeah. And he'll do it. Sort of like going to the bathroom. But you won't have to go anywhere. He'll just do it. Uh-huh. He'll be helping you to be clean and pure in your system, your spirit, to be completely clean of anything that's not supposed to be there. Yeah. Uh-huh. So let's pray before I begin teaching. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. For all these millions and billions of people, far as I can see down the hill, far as I can see across the lakes, it's as if all of the garden is here today. Thank you for all the creatures you have brought. I thank you for all these human spirits from all over the world that don't yet know you, that not yet heard about you, or have in their babies. And you are going to give them the milk of the word. And for some they're going to eat your more important and more serious food. Bread and wine. They're going to get honey and milk. Father we thank you that you are the supplier of all. That these precious little spirits need. To grow and develop that you will pour into them through your light from the Holy Spirit, the food and nutrition 
their spirits need and cleanse their spirits. Clean them out so that your light of your word can have free reign. Cleanse their throne where you are to sit through your word. And they can hear clearly in their spirit your voice. They can see your eyes and your smile. And they know that they are in your presence. We thank you, Father, for that. While they're here in the garden. And when they return to their physical bodies, Father, help them to pass to their soul and to their physical body. Any cleansing you've done, any healing and deliverance, and let your light shine out to the soul to help the soul and the physical bodies. We thank you for all that you're doing for these precious ones you have drawn by your spirit to you here in the garden. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, we are beginning another basic ancient heart. Yeah, this is going to be part number eight. As I said, this is about Lucifer, the son of the morning, the son, the offspring of the first age of creation, and how he became a beast, the adversary of God and you little spirits. Yes, he is the adversary of everything that God created, this earth, life, Light, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, goodness and kindness and mercy and forgiveness and beauty. And you. Mm -hmm. He's against you living and growing. As you know, many of our fellow human spirits don't even make it out of a woman's womb. They are murdered. That's the right word. Killed. In that wonderful place where their physical bodies are developing. They are murdered. They are a murder by law. The governments pass a law and said it is okay to murder, to kill that little baby. Because this little baby somehow causes health problems. It seems to be a cancer, maybe a tumor. That has invaded this body. And the woman does not want it. Most men who would maybe be the father. They have no say in it. So the woman who has this child. Which they don't want to admit is a child. Your biological earthly bodies. For you the spirit to be in. They want to say it's just a glob. They talk about it as a fetus which is a correct scientific term of the development stage of your physical body. But they think the female should have the right after they've had sex, willingly or unwillingly, to kill it, murder it, because it might affect their physical and mental health. So the woman chooses herself over the child 
who had no say in being formed, the physical body, it had no action in it. It is innocent in its formation. But they look at it, that this is like a tumor and a cancer, a virus, something that should be destroyed because it's unwanted. And they pass laws, as you know, in that earthly government to legally kill it, destroy it, get rid of it. Now, there's a lot of information out there about why that goes on. There are spiritual reasons. There are reasons of the soul and how it all began. Babies have been killed since forever. Now, there are natural causes because the biological body has been perverted. The DNA has been changed to Satan's nature and is filled with defilement, perversion, and death that it does not sustain the growth in the womb and it naturally dies. That's not what we're talking about. So I'm going to be in prayer and I want all of you to be in prayer for all the other human spirits that don't get to come to earth. Because they're killed in the womb, murdered by legal rights or illegal ways around the world. But we just want to give you thanks and praise that your mamas allowed you to live. Maybe they gave you away biologically because they couldn't care for you, but they gave you life. We don't know where most of the fathers are. They kind of are more beastly. They come in, they impregnate, and they leave. In many countries, you know, the government says, we will be your father. We will sustain you financially, have a house for you. We'll take care of you in school. We'll train you up the way we, the government, want you to think and believe. And when we put you in our government schools, we will provide what you'll learn. And so when you come out of that and out of our colleges that we give money to, you will think the way we want you to think the government is saying, not the way that this heavenly father desires you to think. You will be created and formed in your mind after the image and likeness of this basic ancient heart, the adversary of God as Satan. Yeah. So these lessons are helping us to understand him. So when you're out there in your body, if you have any of his characteristics in your soul, you got to be working with God to help you. Yeah. And you'll recognize it when you see people lying, murdering, hating, doing violent things, resisting, not having any forgiveness for the evil that was done to them, or mercy or kindness. Yeah. Hurting children, hurting animals, hurting the earth, you will see Satan's heart at work. Yeah. These videos that we're doing and working through him here in the King's International Spiritual Care University are to help you understand him. 
And so you can contrast his ways, his heart, his nature, to the nature of the Heavenly Father, which we did in Basic Ancient Heart, Part 1 and 2, I think. And you learn about him. So we're going to pick up where we left off in lesson number 7. We're going to start now lesson number 8 about a beauty who became a beast. Lucifer who became Satan, the adversary of God. So let's do a little review of where we left off. We were working through that the word of God had been placed on the Creator's head. And Satan, even Lucifer, did not know that this God of creation served his own word. His soul, his anger, everything would bow to the word. Now, many times his soul got the best of him. He got angry. He flooded the earth. He'd send fire. He would kill people. He is just mad at humanity. And he, and he got out of control. And in uh, three videos I did for Pastor Moses in Uganda about inheritance, it teaches us that even this God had to go away between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Grow up. Deal with himself. The Old Testament is God dealing with our flesh, our beastly, satanic nature. We had spirits. They were dead to him, separated, out of his presence. No Holy Spirit, no guidance from the kingdom of heaven through the Holy Spirit. None. He could come upon people for just a little bit. They could talk, prophesy, speak, and he'd lift off. He could not stay in there and dwell in there. So he was dealing with dead spirits, human spirits to him that were made in the nature of Satan, the adversary of God. They were also spirits right here, covered in flesh, down in the miry clay, down in ignorance, darkness. And 99.999% of humanity could not hear him, didn't know him, had no concept of him. They only knew the ways of being a beast, of cattle, the lower base natures of the flesh, the soul, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the appetites for pleasure and to avoid pain, and the pride of life, wanting to be the king, wanting to be wise. That's all they knew. And God was dealing with humanity who was in that state, that nature. So he himself had to go away. And he had to grow up. He had to remember that his word ruled him. So let's pick up with a few verses we had been working through to get to part number eight. We had been in Psalms 33, 6. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the host, armies, the angels, the servants, the lights, everything, even Lucifer, were made by the breath of his mouth. We were in John 1, 1 through 5. And it was telling us what was in this word of the Lord that created everything. It says in him, in the word, 
which came out of God, put up here as a crown. Let me show you what it sort of looked like. Okay, I'll wear the crown. He took his word out of his heart, his mind, and placed it up here. Now, it was bigger than this, but this just kind of shows you. And in that word that he placed and he created life through, in that word, he said, this word is my son, my offspring, my image, my likeness, me. I've taken my deep thoughts, concepts, precepts, images, and put it, that's my son. And in him, this word of the breath of his mouth, the word of the Lord, the crown, that created all things, like you, Lucifer, was life. And life was the light, the knowledge, the truth of men. Any it in the word would be knowledge and truth of you. No. So you have to go to the word, submit to it, see that it is the king. It is God himself, his image and likeness to help you. The word became his son, breathed out, placed up here, expressed, sowed from God out through all the creation. Now. Let's go to another one. John 5, 26. This is all review right now. For as the Father, the very source of all life, has life in himself, so he has given to the Son the crown, the Word, and breathed into it and made it out of himself to have life in it. Wow. 1 John 5, 11. And this is the record that God has given to us, to humanity, to all of creation, that this life is eternal, and this life is his Son, his eternal word, out from the depths, the very mind and throne room, came a son, the image and likeness of God, placed it on his head, put a crown up there. He named it his son. He gave it his nature. You are my reflection. You are my image, but you are me. I have life. I give you life. Now back to John 1, 1 through 5. And the light, this life, it's shining out. This eternal life, this word, this sun, that has been placed above his own head, even above his name, even above his nature, his essence, his soul, his feelings, the word, it shines out in the darkness, out into the vastness of ignorance into the depths of darkness and ignorance, into confusion, into the depths and the deeps of your souls, into the darkness of your spirit, into all of creation. It shines. God's life, which is light, shines out, and he allows it to go, travel, and it just 
Yet this darkness, this ignorance, when you are in darkness, your soul is ignorant. Your spirit is ignorant. Earth is ignorant. It cannot comprehend this light. A heart of this basic ancient heart. It is so sinful and black, evil and violent and wicked. It cannot comprehend, understand, perceive this goodness, this light. He goes, I can't see. It hurts. It hurts. Get away. Get away. You sting me. Get away. Get away. I want nothing to do with you. He's so long forgotten. He's so perverted. There's no goodness in him anymore. No beauty. He's a complete beast. And it cannot receive this knowledge, this truth, this light, this word. It can't receive it. We are learning what was happening inside of Lucifer, this basic ancient heart. He was becoming a beast. His desires to be as this God, to have its glory, its fame, its fortune. To be the ruler of all the kingdoms on the earth. To be able to speak and things are changed. He was prideful. He had a haughty spirit. Cancerous tumors and twisting and perversion were growing. He had removed God from the throne of his heart. From the deep chambers. And he had placed himself there. And he had wanted to be this God. But he didn't know that God could see his thoughts could see the images of what was going on, could hear him talking to the other angels, could see his actions, even when Lucifer did not know this was going on. John three nineteen through 20, verse 19. And this is the condemnation, the judgment of sin, the revelation of the consequences of, Of sin. Sin means trespassing against known commandments, laws. Lucifer knew the law. He knew who was creator. He knew his position, a servant. A servant is not told all that the master's doing. He's just ordered to do something. He's given a lot of privileges and responsibilities and authority and dominion as a servant. But he's not a son. He's not in that kind of relationship with this king. So he didn't really know, Lucifer, that God could see this. But God now is speaking later on to us about this condemning of sin. And there's a judgment for it. And the revelations of the consequences of sin that happened in Lucifer's heart. Verse 19. The light, that light, had come into his life, his kingdom within himself. But he, Lucifer, loved the ignorance now. His own thoughts, his own ways, his own desires. He loved those more than the truth. He had become so perverted. I don't care what he says. I want what I want. 
That's the only truth I'm going to listen to, the only thing I'm going to do, and I'll do anything to get what I covet, what I'm lusting after, what I desire. So Lucifer loved the darkness. In his mind, he hated this light, this truth that was coming to judge him. He wanted to stay in the ignorance from the known truth. It had been so put behind him that you couldn't convince him. He wasn't going to accept it, didn't believe it. He stayed in the darkness, in the ignorance, rather than accept and let the light shine on him. Sin blinded Lucifer. Pride blinded Lucifer's mind. It had put blinders up. Satan was being formed deep on the, whoops, on the inside of him. The walls were going up. He was withdrawing into his keep. His fortress was built. Pride, coveting, lusting were his bulwark, his walls. His mind now was completely set on a different course. His thoughts and his beliefs, he hated the truth. Because the truth was you are a servant and you are not the creator. You have your place. You are not my son. You are not in the family. I don't tell you everything. You cannot have my glory. You may are to spread it out. It is not your glory. It is not your light. You have nothing. And he wasn't going to accept that. So this light had been given out at creation by this God. But his heart wanted to be him, what he had. And he started getting blind. New concepts were being formed, ideas and beliefs in that blindness. Through pride, coveting, greed, lusting. I want what I want. His desires changed, his wishes changed, his thoughts changed. And he became farther and farther, farther distant from the light. He built up his high walls. He retreated into his deep caverns of his thoughts. And he stayed there. This light that had been with Lucifer was now painful. It was avoided in his thoughts. All he could think about is what I want, what I want to do, what I desire. And anger and violence had created a whole new person, personality, creature. And it was tumors had been forming inside of Lucifer and were expanding and taking over all of Lucifer. And he became Satan. Every thought, every idea, every heart's desire was now an adversary of God himself. And what had happened was this light had come into the world. Now, when it came into the world, Satan had his own children, his own kingdom of darkness, ignorance. was all here. It's still here right now. Now, when you go back, you'll find out. In your nation, in your country, your family, 
darkness and ignorance rules. And if you try to talk to some people, they shut you out, shut you down, yell at you. They don't care. They're fighting back against light and truth. Because their philosophy is, as long as there's no sin, and I don't break this God's law, and I can convince myself the government, then there's no judgment. I'm the ruler of what's right, not him. But when you get to that state, you cannot, they are like wild beasts. Their hearts, their thoughts, their mind, you cannot talk to them. The adrenaline is flowing. The cortisol is flowing. They are not of a rational person anymore. They deflect. They tell you you're a liar. They come after you with the law. They come after you with the police. They're going to shut you up because if they allow you to keep speaking light and truth out, their sin will be found out. Their deeds that they've done in the sin will be found out. And they know they will be judged. So they keep all of the light at bay. Even if it's coming through you, a lot of times you see that when people get in fights. You try to talk and they slap you, hit you, scream at you, everything. And some people, their consciousness is so tired and weary, they just... They want peace from this. They know something's wrong. So they turn to drugs and alcohol and sex. Anything to give pleasure. Mm -hmm. So what was happening to this basic ancient heart, this Lucifer? He hated the light now. He would refuse it to come in. He loved his darkness rather than truth. Because his deeds... Your thoughts or deeds, your concepts you create, your graven images, they're done up here. They're a deed. Then when they come out through your soul and your physical body, they're just the results, the expression of what was up here. And this God is interested in what's up here. The seeds, the roots that's planted in here, your concepts, your beliefs. The darkness is in here. Your biological actions, your deeds, your behaviors, your words, they are just the fruit from this darkness, this perversion and wickedness and beastly mentality. And you're like a criminal hiding from the light. You don't want to be found. You don't want anybody challenging you. You want to stay right where you are. And so we learn that these deeds, these deep thoughts, these desires full of jealousy and greed and coveting and wickedness and murder and killing and lying and stealing and corruption, these imaginations were evil. In mental health counseling, you never hear the word evil. You never talk about darkness and light. And you never speak and never take a class in what are evil thoughts and desires, evil deeds. You don't get it. You get that's a crime. Is a crime. It's something that's evil. A crime committed against 
an animal, a child, a person against a nation. Okay? That is evil. It's a product of fruit of darkness, of Satan's nature and image inside a human's thought, their spirit, and soul. Mm-hmm. That's right. People do things for all sorts of reasons in their soul. So now we're going to pick up in part eight. That was just review. We're going to define what the word evil is. Pastor Deborah knew nothing of this when she was when I was trying to help people the way of mental health counseling. And in learning how to help people the Lord's way, I had to learn this word, evil. Evil is defined by Webster's Dictionary as, one, morally reprehensible, sinful, wicked. Two, arising from actually or imputed bad character or conduct. Three, inferior. Four, causing discomfort or repulsion. Five, offensive. Not very nice terms. If I'm going to say you're an evil person, I'm going to use these definitions. If I say your deeds are evil, your political decisions are evil, your laws you pass are evil, your judgment as a judge is evil, your acts as a doctor or a policeman is evil, your behavior towards your wife, your spouse, your children, animals, the planet is evil. These are the definitions I'm talking about, and so is Webster. Number six, disagreeable. Number seven, marked by misfortune. Number eight, something that brings sorrow, distress, or calamity. None of it's good when you use the word evil. So in humanity, we don't want to hear that word because it is connected to the divine judge and the laws that he created. You might be called racist if you call somebody evil for what they did or the laws they passed against the unborn. You might call their actions evil and they won't like it because they know deep in the heart of the spirit and the soul they know and so does satan that that word evil came from god and describes your thoughts your ideas your concepts your behaviors your actions in response to him it's contrasted against his goodness his laws of goodness and righteousness mercy and forgiveness and love God and love your neighbor they know it at a deep 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 level so they don't want you to classify their deeds as evil they become a mental health disorder a mental health disease a biological gene problem a lack of a job a lack of good housing a lack, a product of poverty. It's the product of racism. It's a product of colonialism, empirism. It's a 
a product of being less than anybody else. It's a product of oppression. That's what they want to classify their deeds and their life. That's where it comes from. Not from this basic ancient evil heart. John 3 verse 20. For everyone, that includes you, Lucifer, who's now Satan, that does, thinks, lust, has images in their deep thoughts, and creates deeds in here, already done. Child pornography, the eyes of the subconscious are looking at children. They're getting pleasure in their brain. They're having orgasm. They are visualizing themselves with the children. They're getting pleasure out of it through the lust of their eyes. Their flesh is receiving pleasure, even though they are not doing it biologically with the child, even though many do. But that is still a deed of the thoughts. And these images, you have already done this. This Christ Jesus is telling these people in John 3, verse 20. Your thoughts are living things. First the thought, then it's done in here. For as you think in your heart, so you are. You are and you do what you think. Mm -hmm. Even though you never biologically do it. So if I'm looking at somebody... They look pretty good, but if they have some thoughts up here, God says you've already done it. You're guilty, and you're evil. Evil hates the light, this truth, this knowledge about their sin, and the judgment that goes with it. So most of humanity leaves the word sin out because they know that is divine, breaking holy commandments and judgment will come as long as there's no sin there can't be any judgment i am innocent and if it's a mental health problem or that's just the way you have to do politics or that's how the political party believes or that's what i believe the people want or if i'm trying to fundamentally transform a country that's not sin. If my family wants to work for wealthy people and they control my nation, I'm blind to that. I'm ignorant because I want to be wealthy. I will turn away from everything that's right and good and I will embrace evil. Evil hates the light, the truth of the word. And even accepting this son, the word, would have to admit that their sin, it is to be judged. Their thoughts were evil and wicked, and this God does not approve. They hate the truth, this knowledge. Neither do they come to it. They don't seek it out. They don't go to even counseling. They don't seek the truth. They don't read the books. They don't come to the pastors to say, is what I'm thinking about doing, passing... Is this in line with this heavenly God? Is it a part of the word? Is it a good thing? Or is it they don't do that? Why? Because his deeds, his thoughts, his concepts. What one has become in here. 
for he is now one with his thoughts. He's become a perverted, beastly character, just like Lucifer. And he was created that from the fall of woman and Adam. The sperm was changed. The eggs were changed. Biological bodies now are imperfect. Many come out with imperfections. The spirit that's here has already sunk into the soul, the flesh, covered by the subconscious. The subconscious has a deep, thick, gross waxness covering the spirit. The spirit knows no light. It is one with the flesh, one with the soul. So whatever the soul believes, the spirit believes. You cannot get, it's like a, a duck has certain chemicals on its feathers. When water hits it, it repels it. Light will be repelled to the spirit. The spirit, if it tries to go there, it is attacked. It is punished and tormented and vexed. If the soul tries to go there, it is vexed and tormented by other souls, by society, out there in the world of social media. So when you have become this, in your own thoughts, and you think nobody knows it, you're wrong. Pastor Deborah can see your thoughts because she sees it through the eyes of the Holy Spirit who is everywhere. And if he wants me to know your thoughts and what you've created up here and that you are just a beast like Satan that and you are an adversary of God, an enemy of life, evil and wicked up here, even though you don't look like it, he will tell me so I know what I'm dealing with. And when somebody has gotten that way and become as Satan, fully think, or else if he, if he allows anything to come into it, to challenge it, reprove it, rebuke it, offer another viewpoint, expose it, judge it, it will be found to be illegal, sinful, evil, rebellious, that means traitorous, lustful, immoral, against the biological body, against the rules for the system. And it will be judged. And judgment will come with the appropriate punishment. So, in Job 24, 13... They, Lucifer and all humanity, his kids now, are of those that rebel. They turn away from, step out of, never step into. They are against this light, this crown, this truth. They know not the ways of light. They know not the ways of truth that they should follow nor abide in or live by in the paths they're going. They are ignorant. And I'm going to stop right there today before we go any further. We'll pick up here about reproving and stuff, and we'll get into more of this basic ancient heart. A Lucifer who became Satan, how he got created, how he got hold of all of humanity, how the DNA was changed biologically, how the soul became the head, the spirit became the tail, and humanity 
is in darkness and ignorance of what they used to be. They have no knowledge. They have been in the land of slavery and oppression since the day they came into the womb. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all those you brought here to hear this heavy lesson. And Father, we ask that you help these spirits to be able to come to you and ask you to judge their spirit and to look into their minds to see if their thoughts, even of their soul, have been evil and wicked and immoral in their deeds that you will have mercy on them, forgive them, and then change them into one of your children and bring them out of the kingdom of darkness, out of Satan's family and household, and into your precious light and presence. We thank you for all those here. We thank you for your word through your Holy Spirit and the work of freedom that your crown of light and life bring. Work through your son, your word. You sent it to a cross for them so they could be free of these evil, immoral, satanic nature of thoughts and deeds in their mind, in their subconscious, that have filtered and are the life stream, the blood of their spirit. Help them, Father. You know what to do. They don't. Help them to turn to you to the light and let your light shine on them. Breathe on them and free them. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. All right, everybody, you are welcome to stay in the garden today. Play, do field trips, talk with each other. And I'm going to close now because I got to go do some other work. But you keep thinking about what we're teaching on. And we'll be back again in lesson number nine. Somehow I went into a lot of detail, wrote a lot of notes about Satan, the basic heart of the kingdom of darkness. In other videos, we'll get into his kingdom of darkness, the presence of the Lord, setting the captives free. All of lots of Pastor Deborah's personal stories We're studying the Word of God in Isaiah 61 and 62. We're working through scriptures. We're also going to be learning about you, the spirit, called the forever person. Lots of different teachings to help you grow and learn, become free and delivered of the kingdom of darkness and to leave the household and to leave that family of Satan, the basic ancient heart of beauty. That became a beast. All right. See you in lesson number nine of the basic heart of the King's International Spiritual Care University here on Agape Love. Love is here's ministries and website and YouTube channel. See you then. Bye bye. Thank you for listening and watching this video. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you stopped by today and watch. This is Pastor Deborah, and I hope you come again and watch many, many more videos and learn and grow spiritually and hear how she has helped people spiritually the Lord's way for many, many years. Come again, watch another one, and we welcome you to be a subscriber to the channel, to make comments, 
And if you wish to contact Pastor Deborah, please email her at her email address for the ministry at Pastor Deborah at agapeloveishere.org. You can also see these videos on Twitter and on the website in the many different sections that they are put into. Enjoy, and it was once again an honor to have you watch and listen. Thank you, and come again to another video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries, a ministry of helping people the Lord's way that Pastor Deborah has been doing for many, many years. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah.